Hey there, listeners of the Lords of Grantham. Dave here. I just wanted to pop in before the episode to invite everyone to Sips and Wickets, the New England launch of Highclere Castle Gin. The event will take place on Tuesday, August 20th at the Ocean House in Watch Hill, Rhode Island from 4 to 7 p.m. Join hosts Lady Carnarvon, our good friend and CEO of Highclere Castle Gin, Adam Von Gucken, and Avril Graham, executive fashion and beauty editor of Harper's Bazaar, and executive producer and host of the upcoming luxury television series Platinum Eye for both classic and modern gin cocktails, as well as English croquet. As we discussed during our interview with Adam, High Clear Castle Gin is made using botanicals from the iconic Castle's Herb Garden, originally planted in the 9th century by the Bishops of Winchester. With a delicate blend of juniper, citrus peel, and a touch of lavender, the gin celebrates High Clear's historic estate and is quickly garnering international recognition and rewards. And if you listen to our interview, we tell you it's pretty freaking good. So, once again, Sips and Wickets will take place on Tuesday, August 20th at the Ocean House in Watch Hill, Rhode Island. For tickets and other information, visit OceanHouseEvents.com. Put on your finest elegant whites and join Lady Carnarvon at a cocktail party for the history books. Last time on Down Abbey, Mosley found out that he's smart. Talbot and Mary broke up because Mary can't deal with Talbot's race and speeding ways. Meanwhile, Violet disappeared to France because she didn't, couldn't deal with Cora getting control of the hospital. So we'll catch up on all that and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Hello. Here we here we stand, nearing the peak. We're almost there. I can't believe it. Over, over a year and a half later, we're almost to the finish line. Yeah, technically two years because we recorded the oh original my gosh. Yeah, almost. The first couple episodes two years ago in August. Yeah, and then we just sat on those episodes for months because we were like, do we want to do this? <laughs> and now here and, we are. And still I'm, unsure. Yeah, Did we want to do this? <laughs> it's still very much asking that question. Yeah. Uh, you may hear some some wildlife. It's just because it's such a beautiful day. Open the windows. Yeah, it is nice outside. So if you hear crickets, it's not our it's not our bored fans. Yeah, that's that, uh, that's you. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, and if you hear other animal sounds, that may be actually just coming from you with your window down. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, uh, Dave. Any updates on the movie since the last time we talked? Yeah, uh, the Vanity Fair thing happened, but I didn't get a chance to read it yet. Oh, I haven't had a chance to read it either. They, they're on the cover, right? I don't know if it's a cover, but they have a whole story and interviews and whatnot. About the movie. Yeah. And all this other photo shoots and things like that. Mm-hmm. Saw Joanne Froggett posted something. Yeah. It's just, it's almost overloaded at this point. Yeah. Like, we're excited already, but, you know, all right, keep it coming. That's okay. You know, we don't know when this will come back again. So, you know, I'm fine with it. I am. It's The problem is, it's such a busy season in general, the summer, yeah. and we are so close to the finish line of this show Mm -hmm. and now it's kind of like how do we appropriately resolve the show while appropriately previewing the movie yeah well you know what's exciting though is because of all this we have Downton Abbey coming back to PBS so it's official yeah the Downton Abbey live oh Downton Abbey yes correct that's right you alerted me to that so on I think August 18th a Sunday evening 
Down Abbey will be live on PBS as they promote the movie. Uh, oh, geez. I didn't realize this actually, like, I, I thought it was just a live show. I didn't realize it was going to be live on TV. Yeah, live on PBS. So they're going to, ha- no, it's just like, these actors alive. They're not, they're not gone. <laughs> they're just talking. Yeah. So they're going to have live interviews with uh, Mosley, uh, Pat Carson, Moore, right? no, uh, Hughes, and uh, Birdie, and then taped interviews with the rest of the cast. And then I think maybe Julian Fellows. I'm not sure. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But yeah, we Dave and I entered a contest to win tickets to it. Who knows? PBS. If you're out there, let us in. Yeah, really, please. We'd love to say it's hello. It's all we to got. Them. Yeah, yeah. I may just stand outside there. It's in New York, so I may just wait outside and just see if I can see him. I don't know. Is that uh, how do you stream PBS? You download the PBS app and you stream live. So that's it. You know, there's no. I guess there's no cable login. It's public broadcasting. Yeah. I mean, if you have an uh, over-the-air, you know, dish or something like that, I'm sure you can get it. I don't. So I'm, well, just, I'm asking for myself. Hulu. But yeah, if you're in America, you can watch it. If you're overseas, I don't know how you're going to be able to watch it. VPN it, I guess. What is that? Well, I'm sure there's a way, right? Is, or where, is it just where, a PBS well, exclusive? Thing? I'll tell you where there's a will, there is a way. Yeah. Like I said last time, I I watched season six. On London time, even though it didn't air until months later in yeah. America. Yeah, so you'll catch that. Watch out, New Town Abbey. I'm, I don't know if we'll have much to review on that, but you know, if there is, we'll you'll hear it from us. Hey, we got uh, how many weeks? We got like six weeks until the movie. It's uh, it's moving fast. We're gonna have a week where we may take off because I need a week off. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Downton. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Downton, a lot of just busy being here in Connecticut, and I don't live here. Hmm. Well, uh, maybe we can do like a Skype for that one. Maybe. Yeah. Uh. So and other stuff. Uh, I posted a, a poll on on the the Instagram because uh, I know we keep talking talking and hyping up the pairing of uh, Sergeant Willis and, and Pat Moore. So I asked uh, the listeners out there or the public at large, what is a good shipping name for Sergeant Willis and Pat Moore if mm-hmm. they're to be a couple? Uh, we got from Bo Tano Miller. Hmm. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. He put Wilmore. Wilmore. And then he corrected himself and submitted Willie Moore after. I like Willie Moore. W I L L I Moore. Willie Moore. And then Haley Girl, hey, hey.lee.girl, put Wilmore exclamation point. I think people want Wilmore in there. I like Willie Moore better. Maybe this is because there's like Willamantic Connecticut. It, it seems that, that, and it seems a little bit more suggest- suggestive, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's, what's his first name? Do we know Willis? Sergeant? It's Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> they do call him Mr. Willis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how do we start off episode, season six, episode eight? Cora and Edith walking around. Oh, and then after that, we get uh, <laughs> it's Will Moore. Willis. Yeah, it's Willis. Um, yeah, so we see a nice scene of uh, Edith and uh, Cora just walking out in the fields. Talking about Birdie. How are you going to figure out talking to the Birdman about Marigold? <laughs> Why is he the Birdman? Because <laughs> I don't I just I think today, uh, when season six, episode eight, they really start leaning into the T of Birdie. Oh, yeah, But yeah. I thought for when they first introduced him, it was like B-I-R-D-I-E. It's funny, because I feel like when I look at Edith, she kind of reminds me of a bird. She has like a bird nose. She's a bird woman. So they're the bird couple. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he's the bird man. She's the bird woman. Uh, so Bert. Yeah. Bertman. So what do you do when you have a daughter and he doesn't know about it? What do you do, Dave? Well, how would you handle this? Well, I mean, I, I think I can't. I, well, ju- I guess I'm jumping ahead. I, I don't think. I think Edith does it as appropriately as she can. Well, granted, Edith doesn't handle it, but mm-hmm. Edith handles her explanation as appropriately as one can handle their explanation. Yeah. I would just, you know, wait for the right moment and say, like, hey, like, I'm an important family. Mm-hmm. We already got a lot of controversy. Here's, there's a little more. Yeah. Well, let's, let's table that talk because there's a lot going on upstairs that all kind of ties together. So 
Let's get the downstairs stuff out of the way because I feel like that's a little bit more minor key than the upstairs, right? Mm, yeah, sure. Well, it depends. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, well, let's start with Sergeant Willis and Patmore because that's our favorite couple right now at the moment. They're heating up. Yeah. You know, oh, they're, yeah. They're the, always fun the to see together. sparks are flying. Yeah. So we find out why there was a photographer outside of Patmore's uh, B&B. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because of Patmore. It's not because of Patmore, no. It's because there's a man there who's not who he says he is, who's cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. And now his his wife is suing him because she found out that he was cheating on her with this woman at uh, Pat Moore's place. And now... <laughs> a house of ill repute. That's what Willis uh, says to Pat Moore. There's a risk that her house may fall into ill repute now. And I remember this now from watching the show, and Pat Moore's like, ill repute? And <laughs> she says it over and over. And, and it, it cuts to, at one point... People are talking like it cuts to it's a scene and mm-hmm. it's like smash cuts to Pat Moore just like scrubbing a dish looking all like ill repute. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone else is laughing about it. They don't want the news to get around. But was it Anna overhears it and she spreads it to Mary and Mary yeah, spreads yeah. it around upstairs. No, Hughes goes, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell them. She's like, yeah. keep it downstairs. And then she says, I'm not going to tell them. And it smash cuts to Mary and Anna cackling at a yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah. Poor Patmore. Uh, it's funny. Side history. My mom always used to say, you don't want to be a person of ill repute, Corey, when I was a kid. And I've always carried that with me. And I just always found it a funny saying, ill repute. And so to hear Patmore going through these is like, oh, man, that's not good. That must make you feel like connected to the character. A little bit. It did, honestly. Um, so Patmore's in a tough spot. I mean, how do you come back? She's only had a few guests. This is like if you had a Yelp today and you got two one stars right off the bat. And it's like, well, what do I do here? Yeah, a house of ill. Well, I mean, you might get like the cheating crowd. I don't think you want like to attract ho- that a motel, kind of motel, motel. You're going to have to be doing a lot of, I don't know, cleaning up after them. I think after with that, you know. So I don't, I don't know. That that's not that's a, her niece or whatever. The one that she, the woman she yells at. Yeah, you don't want to be kind of facilitating that kind of place. So, so what happens is she this news gets reported to to Robert, and they figure out a thing to do for her. They, they they will go and have an afternoon there where, you know, they meet the public and they eat some of her food and stuff and, you know. A little ho- PR opportunity. Yeah, hopefully they'll bring it to good standing. Carson's not into this at all, though. No, Carson is still, uh, Carson is very much not into it. He's been like a, like a, like a wet rag the past couple of weeks. Is like married life just not for him? Like, what's his deal? I don't He seems, what does he say to Patmore? Or, geez, Patmore. Hughes. Oh, I always knew women were ruthless, but I didn't think I'd find proof in my own wife. Boy. <laughs> Carson, you really have a way with words. Because um, he just doesn't want the family dragged into the muck. And I understand he's of you know the highest standard with the family and stuff, but come on, man. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's okay. But he can't, he can't do it. He can't make, can't stop it. And it happens. Yeah. 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 And it's, well, they don't tell the public, they tell the press, but the public finds out. And there's just like a crowd to look at Rosamond, Cora, and Robert. Yeah, but still, it's enough to help out. And then it's funny. There's even a scene in this episode where the photographer is trying to get another picture of Patmore walking in the house, and she's like, "Get out of here! There ain't no bad business going on in here." She there. There is a lot of like promo cutting in this episode. Oh yeah, Patmore Pat- cuts a promo on her niece. She says, uh, "She says why didn't they say? Oh, the the photographer's been there all day." And she says, screams, "Why didn't you call and warn us, you daft haporth?" Yeah, which was a phrase that she had said earlier that we had. I looked it up back when she said it. She's the only person who has said this phrase in the whole show. What is a haporth again? It's like a dumb person. It's like, you idiot. <laughs> you dumb dummy. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, it looks like Pat Moore may be okay, you know? Easy. Yeah. Cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. Daisy, an even easier storyline. She passed the test. She's not that s- s- dumb either. Um, you struggled there. You almost- I, I, she's not that smart. She, you know. Hey, hey. We, we, as we've learned with Mosley, book smarts is not street smarts. No, definitely not. Laying tar street smarts. Yeah, so she's, uh, she's doing okay. Um, and that's pretty much it for her this episode. For da- yeah, but she's there. I feel like everybody is there this episode. Aside from, oh, and even Andy shows up. Yeah. He kicks a door down. Yeah, that's right. He does kick a door. But Bates is just the, Bates has become the like the mood ring of the down, like the people. Yeah, he's just very jovial about this entire like, all season. This. He hasn't really done much of anything. Yeah, he's been just living. Even his life. like last year, he was kind of falling into the background a little bit. Like definitely in the back half of the show, he really becomes less of a factor. And. I don't know. Maybe this is me being hypothetical. I don't. I don't know. Maybe this is wrong to say. But I know he had a history with like drinking and stuff like that. And I wonder if that was like a thing at the time or something. Because it just seems like it seems weird that he'd be put into the background on the back burner so much when he's such a fan favorite. I feel like uh, is he a, a consistent fan favorite, or once the ensemble is fleshed out, is he just a member of the ensemble? People love Bates, man. We love Bates, but I think a lot of people don't. They love Bates and Anna, and like. Anna, yeah. Anna's still relevant. She's oh, still yeah. doing stuff, you know? Like, you don't see Bates with Robert, like, anymore. I just feel like Robert's also not not leading any plots, per se, as much as he's an assistant. Yeah. Or he just gets a, a Maybe it's a, a thing where Julian just realized there's more uh, story uh, with the women on the show than the men. But then again, Carson's getting more this season than anyone, you know? But Carson's like, made to look like a fool most of the time. Yeah. But, I mean, it could be worse. I guess he could be, like, Thomas getting a storyline. Yeah. I mean, what's Thomas' storyline this episode? Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is his last resort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't give a blank if he cuts his arm bleeding, right? Yeah. That's literally <laughs> it. Uh, he wishes somebody would tell him he's fine. <laughs> I don't know all the lyrics <laughs> to this song, man. Uh, so, yeah. They, he's, uh, he looks really grim at some moment in this episode. And Baxter has a realization. She's, Baxter's going to support Mosley uh, with his teaching whatever. And she realizes, wait a second. Well, yeah, no, Mosley, Mosley's like, Mr. Barrow said that I, I, he hopes that I do better than him in life. And Baxter's like, what the heck? Did, oh, God. <laughs> why would Mosley wish you, why would you, anyone wish Mosley well? Uh, certainly not Barrow, but Barrow is, he slit his wrists. He was in the lying in a pool of his own blood. Andy, he kicked the door down. Andy swiftly kicks the door down. He's like, get out of my way. Yeah. I can't read, <laughs> but I can kick. <laughs> That's one thing I was raised right to do. Um, and they save him. He's okay. Uh, they report to Robert like, oh, man, Thomas tried to kill himself. And Robert's like, good God. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Carson's like, uh, I need to have a word with you right now. And then he, I, I had the captions on, and it just says whispers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! <laughs> it is a nice moment though, where they realize, well, actually, Thomas is a person. Actually, he has emotion. I thought he was uh, removed from that, and it's like, no, no real, no, no, no dip, no dip, dude. <laughs> yeah, of course, Thomas is a person. But then at the end of the episode, there's a nice uh, moment where Carson goes up to Robert. He's like, I think we got to just let him stick around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert's like, I think both of us did this. And it's like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you're kind of forcing this guy out who served you for over a decade now. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. And he's, the kids love him. That moment with Mary visiting him with the kid. Oh, sweet. yeah. So sweet. Uh, Thomas, he's got, some re- he's got some quotes in that moment. 
Where is it in my notes? I cut my life into pieces. <laughs> like, why are you telling the kids that? Uh, where is geez? This is a lot in this episode. Well, I have I have it, like double my notes of a normal episode. Yeah, here. well, the there's kid, a lot of the kid says quotes. to him goodbye, Mister Bayo. Yeah, he Bayo. <laughs> yeah, Bayo. <laughs> like he's Scott Bayo or something Goodbye, like that. Master George. Yeah. What is it? He says something like, "I've done like I can't help myself, but I've been I've been bad to people." Yeah. Oh, I do love when Mary. Oh, okay. Here yeah. it is. I found it. Yeah. He says, "I've done sad things. I don't know why. I can't stop myself." Sounds like a poem. <laughs> yeah, it's his. It's his like post a suicide attempt suicide note. Yeah. Well, <laughs> best wishes to Barrow. Hopefully, he can recover and get a job, or you know. Yeah. Hopefully, well hopefully, it's not like another house he's working for in the trailer of the movie. Yeah. So, uh, is he working for another house in the trailer? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, I can't remember what his uh, resolution is. I thought I, I don't know where he ends up on the show. Honestly, next week <laughs> will be a mystery. Or next episode. Um, also, Mosley downstairs. He goes to teach. Shocker, he's not good at it. Yeah. For a guy yeah. who can barely hold a conversation one-on-one. These, the kids draw a very accurate cartoon of him. <laughs> <laughs> big head, small nose, big nose-ish. Yeah, wispy hair. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't know how to talk to a classroom. No. Well, until Baxter. It just makes me wonder, though, what this test is that they had him do. They found out he was smart. Just like an IQ tester. Like a- Why wouldn't they test if he can command a room or not? Or, like... I don't know. Shows did any you notice the dude for talking to people? The teacher guy walks in and he's he's got his graduation cap on and his robe. Yeah, like how regal of a job is it to teach? I mean, if you're smart, you're smart, brother. But they keep saying all the kids are like, "You're not, you're a, you're a fop." People that yeah. learn are oh no, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not. But so Baxter goes to help him out, and then she's like, "Wait a second, Barrow's trying to kill himself." <laughs> but that's day, day. So that's that day one issue. Is mostly getting you know the kids run away. They don't take his sheet. Yeah. Day two, he's he just tells him he's in service. Yeah. And he sort of gets down on their level. Yeah. He's like, "I'm like you. I'm just working to get where I am." You know. And there's an understanding between the kids and him, and all of a sudden everything's okay. And which is a mat- Is that how it would be though? <sighs> I mean, I feel like I remember moments with teachers where they try to appeal to us, like, you know, things. And it would work a little bit. I don't know if the kids would always behave or, you know, we'd always behave. But it, it works in terms of, like, respecting him a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. It, sh- it cuts to, like, two days later and the kids are drawing cartoons. And uh, yeah. Like, oh, lost control again. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired, mostly. But yeah, we, he's laying tar in yeah. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we do get the moment with Daisy outside the door. He mostly doesn't even notice Daisy is there. And she just listens in. Mm-hmm. And then... Later on, when they're saying, uh, Mosley, how'd it go today? I think it went well. And Daisy's like, I heard him. They, he did amazing. They were spellbound. And then everyone applauds Mosley. <laughs> and I just had this thought, like, what if that scene was entirely in Daisy's head? Or <laughs> she just thought she heard him commanding the room and everything. She didn't see the kids, like, actually passing <laughs> notes and stuff like that. And it's just like, her her just, and Mosley misread the whole thing. The kids are still terrible. It's just Daisy's imagination being like, hey, you never they loved know. him. Hey, she, you never know. She not for one second did she look in the room. And Daisy has an imagination. She thinks ghosts are in doubt. And so, yeah, I mean. Tr- well, that's not false. Yeah. Well, maybe so yeah yeah so there's a chance that maybe Mosley still doesn't have control of the room it's just all Daisy reporting this but the entire room claps for Mosley like you got this job you're doing it <laughs> and, and Carson's like are you, are you going to leave tomorrow and he's like nope <laughs> I, I would love for next week Mosley leaves and he gets his job and he gets fired from the school for just the being school burns, he burns the school down <laughs> he's just terrible at his job all the way uh, through I like that the children are resentful of people with educations 
Like that's yeah. that's pretty well established that the teacher. Well, I mean, it's kind of a thing where if you're rich, you get that education. So like, you know, who are you to get that money? You know, or you well, get that the, education. the kids are like, well, only people that learn are they keep they keep saying fops. It's like that's not necessarily true. Yeah, but I guess that the, so at that point, why aren't they working at their parents' farms and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know. Weird. It's a little odd. You know, kids. Yeah, I guess I also wasn't alive in the 20s in England, so who am I? Yeah. Anna, this episode, still doesn't look pregnant, despite so much going on and everything. Well, how much time has... A couple weeks? It feels like half the season, and she hasn't shown... This has been a very slow-moving season. Even then, show something, I think. Like, right? I mean, I don't know. A little little bump, maybe? She's wearing black all the time. She's got to have these kids before the end of the series, right? I don't think so. You don't think she's going to have these kids out? Pump these kids out? One more episode. Do you think she's going to be nine months pregnant next week? I feel like she's got pumped these kids out. I don't well, know. I mean, Edith just disappeared and came back. Mary, they disappeared well, for most seasons. of her. Mary was between the special, oh, yeah. the finale and the Christmas special. All right, so there's a chance. Um, other stuff going on downstairs. That's a lot of the, the main house, though. The biggest thing with the downstairs outside the house, though, Dave. I knew it was. I told you it was coming. I did not have any record. Cassandra I, Jones. I literally said it five times over. Like, what, what, what? <laughs> It's, it's good. <laughs> Even the person that said so, I said what? Uh, well, Septimus Spratt. <laughs> they find, as soon as they brought this up last week, where they said, oh, we got this advice column. I was like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> Septimus Spratt is Cassandra Jones, the <laughs> advice columnist for Edith's newspaper. Yeah, that's it's such a good, considering the amount of weight on Edith's shoulders this episode, mm-hmm. the fact that they somehow detach all of that and let her be this sort of, young woman doing her job yeah where the editor's like what's our code word to find out if she's fake oh how about bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s it's like all the minions come in <laughs> that'd be funny oh, i was thinking the gwen stefani song okay it's the same thing it's all the same it still is b-a-n-a-n-a-s uh, <laughs> and then Mr. <laughs> she just goes sprat and then they look at each other and go Bananas and yeah, I really thought that could have been the end of the episode. So where did they go from here with Spratt? Does he like get a job? I mean, what is it? What is it? He's doing this on the side. What, what, I want to know more about this. Like, how did this start? Like, they just kind of leave it hanging. Like, I need to know how Spratt came you into th- this. You don't think they're going to explore it next episode? I don't know. There was only one episode left. And you, you think know. they would just leave this character like? <laughs> It's for the movie. It's for the movie. <laughs> is Spratt going to be in the movie? The movie's going to end with hello, and then dun 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 dun. So that's uh, that's the downstairs, I think. Right, the broad swaths. I think they really don't give Spratt any any moment. No, Danker's still gone. Um, but we can keep things going on outside the house, though, because. Uh, Isabel is still working on the situation with Merton. Isabel is very good in this episode. You break it down. So she goes to... I think there is a little weirdness because I thought Violet kind of got to the center of the issue last week when she went to see... What's her name? Uh, Amelia. Mm-hmm. And she goes to see her and she kind of figures out that Amelia wants Merton out so she doesn't have to sort of be his nurse. Mm-hmm. And Amelia never denies that, and they kind of have a little scuff, and then they leave. Yeah. So Isabel goes to see Amelia, and Amelia's like, I want you to be at the wedding. I mm-hmm. want you to be with Lord Merton. I want this to work. And yeah. Isabel's just like, you're not Larry. Yeah. Larry was terrible to me. Mm-hmm. So why don't you 
get him to tell me that he wants me at the wedding. And she says, I speak for him. She goes, well, not to me. <laughs> not to me. Yeah. And Isabel breaks this down to Merton. And he's like, wait, I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> it seems like Merton is like gleefully unaware, but just also kind of depressed because he, he seems to have strong feelings for Isabel. Yeah. Uh, but Isabel's like, I want to hear it from Larry himself. I need to hear from him that he wants me there and want, cares about this, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it real. Keep it 100. So that's, you know, where we see it. It's up in the air. But yeah, there is that other Isabel moment. We'll get to that later. But yeah. yeah. But she like lays the law down. Like if this is how it's going to be, you know, are we more than just friends or whatever? Tell me how it's going to be. Get your son to tell me how it's going to be. Yeah. Larry. And that's the bottom line, because Isabel said so. Basically. And, yeah. and Merton's like, hur, 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 hur. well, sure. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think that was going to be a thing. Well, let me call him right now. I'll send him a text. Yeah. Um. So that's going on. But, I mean, aside that, there's a lot of drama that takes up the episode between two oh, members of the family, right? There's a lot of uh, a lot of healing up. I said, I would say two main characters, but one string puller and but, nudger. Who's the nudger? Tom Branson. Oh, man. Branson is flexing muscles, man. Like, he he may be, like, a little bit chubbier this season, but he's still, like... His brain is as fit as ever. Oh, yeah, man. He's <laughs> he, agile. He shook away the socialism and yeah. replaced it with just decent Reality. humanity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the big thing this episode is that Edith hasn't told Birdie about the baby yet. And? Mary and Talbot are still on the rocks. And Birdie, Birdie's cousin... Mm-hmm. That he's the agent for, yeah, died, yeah, of malaria in Tangier, as it happens. And Birdie is the heir. Yeah, he's going to be a Marquis. A Marquis. I don't even know what a Marquis is. I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> should we look it up? No, because it outranks <laughs> uh, the the lords and the you know Down Abbey and everything. You know. Yeah, and they're Ma- uh, Mary's incredulous. She's like, what? <laughs> It's a it's a big, golly gumdrops. What a turn up. That's yeah. what Robert uh, says. The, the look on Robert's face is amazing. He's, He's like, that's all right. Grinning ear to ear. He's like, who would have thought Edith of all people? Like, yeah. we always thought Mary was the one, but Edith, hey. Uh, but there's yeah. the weight hanging over both of their, or of Edith's shoulders of how do we get handle the Marigold business. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, it's so funny because Barry didn't expect this because he has another brother who would have been the one in line, but no one liked the woman he was with. So now it's like another thing where it's like, okay, well, Birdie has Edith. Do people like the woman she he's going to be with? You know, well, that's not how it airs. It's not works. how it airs, but I mean, like, it's funny how it looks. So from the outside, you can understand the pressure he has on himself. Or he would have on himself if you know this were to be a thing. You know, I think he he didn't want it, and he just wants to resume the life that he would have had. And I yeah. think he sees he makes it clear that he sees that Edith has lived this sort of charmed life and he needs someone who has done that yeah to sort of be his partner yeah yeah so he's still all in as of where we're talking about in the episode yeah but the issue is here is everyone's telling mary you love talbot i was so done with this about 10 minutes into the episode every time branson's like you love him just go come on and i feel like there's other characters too like mary why are you so dumb you love him you idiot yeah, just be with him, you idiot, you dummy. And she's like, <laughs> no. And it's just like and she does have the moment where she breaks down and she, she says she doesn't want to be a crash widow twice. I she mean, says I saw the the wreck and I thought it was him. And it's, yeah, it's he's also a person though. Yeah, you it's know, life. he's got a heartbeat as so, of now. So what does Branson do? He he invited them to a party. 
Not or really. No, no, no. He, did, he didn't invite him. No, Talbot was passing through, right? He's like, hey, if you happen to be passing through, they come, live at Downton Abbey. Yeah, come on down. So Talbot passes through, and he's like, what up? <laughs> and Mary is not. And Cora's like, what up? Say, stick around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a meal. Yeah, but Mary's not not into it. But it gets very uh, modern. There's a lot of like waltzing out of the room at their own pace and screaming at each other. And then Branson jumps in. He's like, but you love him. And he's like, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me. And he's when she leaves the party and she's going up the stairs, he's like, Mary, Mary, Mary. It's like, calm down, dude. All right. And then he just goes, Mary. Yeah. And she doesn't come down. And then it cuts to him having left the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because there's also the aspect of like... um, she has, they they and they say it in the episode too. Like you don't like that Edith may marry a guy who's richer than this guy, and you're gonna have to settle. And it's just like, well, that's what. Well, we'll get to that with Branson, but because why? What happens, Dave? What sets this all off? This is the road to end all roads. This this is, all roads lead to this. All road, roads lead to this. This is a culmination of the series of history between Edith and Mary here. Edith. Well, well Mary is Mary is saying that she just does not believe that Henry has any intention of like rising up to the level. And mm-hmm. she says that, you know, basically she's saying she, he can't handle the lifestyle, yeah. but it's just her covering up. Yeah. But then we're at breakfast, Bert, uh, Talbot left. So is Bertie mm-hmm. Robert. He goes, I have a stack of letters they, to they write. They say, Mary, you're here early at 9 a.m. <laughs> while everyone else, because like, I guess she just shows up late to breakfast every day. Well, they did establish that since she's been a widow, she kind of does things on her own time. Yeah. But still, she's there. Mm-hmm. And oh, she also, we also didn't mention she knew the whole time about Mary. She knew it all along. Yeah, because she's I out t- walking with Branson. She's like, How long did you know? And he was like, You thought she didn't know. I don't know. She can come and go sometimes. I think this is Julian being like, all right, let's pull the trigger. I think it's more like Julian be like, okay, she knows. It's just like one of those things where like, you know, there's those movies or whatever where like a woman like um, vomits in a sink and another woman intuitively knows like how long you've been pregnant. You know, it's like one of those things. And it's just like, yeah, you know, you can also just look and see the child looks like the mother and the father who's killed by Nazis. Does Marigold really look like her, like Edith? I mean, maybe not to us, but okay. I think in the story she's supposed yeah. to. All right, that's true. Robert sees it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, though, she, she, yeah, she knows. And so they're at breakfast, and Bertie's still there. He's about to head out, and she was like, "Oh, so you're he, he? He makes his intentions clear. He already proposed to Edith. Actually, and they've accepted. They've said that they're going for it. Yeah, they're going to go for it. And she's like, "Oh, so you were okay with the fact that Edith and Marigold or whatever?" And he's like, "What do you mean, her child?" Dun dun dun! I literally had a Bates moment watching this. Like, and then you, you just see, bitch. And then you just see Branson, just like, oh boy. No, it's that gif you sent around too, where he just like closes his eyes. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> um, yeah. This is the coldest moment I think. Yeah, entire- not everyone would accept Edith's, Edith's past. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so wrong, so wrong on so many levels. I don't, I, I don't know how. You- I guess you you think back to Edith. Calling the the leak in the news about Pamuk, these two are just not a, a very compatible pair of siblings. No, not at all, not at all. But this is kind of this is destructive, like straight up. Like, oh yeah. And Bertie just gets up and he's like, "All right, I'm not sure about this." Uh, they have a talk before he leaves, like out in the lawn or whatever. Like, I was going to tell you, 
believe me. He's like, well, I can't trust you. I know you may have told me, but I can't like, trust cool, you. I'm cool with the baby. I, like, I would have been fine with the baby. You just didn't tell me. And they keep talking about Bertie's mother. Like uh, it's going to be a thing coming up. Yeah. What is it? They call her. She's a, she's a cock-a-hoop. Sure. Whatever that is. He says it twice. I told you my mom's a cock-a-hoop. <laughs> like, Come on. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. I'm down if you're a cock-a-hoop too, but you know, you got to tell me these things. Uh, I've been fine with two children, three children. You just got to tell me. Um, so yeah, Birdie's in the wind. He he just can't, and she gets it. E- Edith gets it. Like yeah, I like that. There's the scene where is it Branson walks out and they're like, oh, we called a cab for. Uh, oh, Carson's like, I had to call a cab for Birdie, and <laughs> Robert's like, what? Yeah, and then Branson's like, yeah, Mary spilled the beans. Robert's like, oh, jeez, come on. And that's one thing that come bo- on, kids. That's one thing that bothers me. In the episode, the episode is Robert doesn't really have it out in Mary, being like, why would you do that? That's awful. That's your sister. You know, she doesn't really get any comeuppance from any of the family aside from the socialist. False. Who? Who else goes out on her? Edith. The return. Oh, I mean, that's not that. It's not that harsh on her because the thing is, like later this episode is, um, uh. When Thomas is found out to like have tried to kill himself, uh, Mary says to Robert, "Do you think still think dismissing Barrow is a useful saving?" Robert oh, says geez. to her, "That's below the belt, even for you." <laughs> Wait, you mean not revealing that her sister has a child to her fiance to be? That's below the belt. That's Mary's, not below the belt. Mary is bad this episode. Telling Robert she that is, he's she's mean, but still, just Robert's priorities are that being below the belt versus that. Come on, well, he doesn't. It, of course, that's below the belt. But the way he says like that's below the belt. Even well, for it, you. you know, it's a it's a direct attack on him. <laughs> okay, okay. If it's he's not, like, I haven't talked to you about this thing because I know you feel guilty about it, and it's like, all right, you're gonna keep being a, a bitch to everybody, or are you just gonna do it to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is something else. But I love Edith being like, oh. no, you don't get a chance to talk. Okay, you don't have a chance to get a word in to defend yourself. Like she's like, I thought you would have told me. No, 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 no. You are a horrible person. I'm gone. Oh, but there, no, there's there's two. There's two promos that put Mary in her place. First, Branson says, "Don't lie." Yeah, don't yeah. lie to me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I swear to me. <laughs> he says, "You're gonna lower himself to. You're afraid to lower yourself to his level because it's all about how Mary's insecure about Talbot. Is ultimately why Mary is the way lashing she is. out. Yeah, yeah. So he says, "You're gonna lower yourself to his level. You're not the princess in the Prisoner of Zenda." Yeah, and yeah. She's yeah. like, "What?" And he's. You, they're just like yelling. How many it. lies will you wreck to sm- smother your misery? <laughs> and then she calls goes, her a coward. Yeah, he says all cow- like all bullies. You're a coward. Yeah, and Bates calls her a bully too. To yeah. Anna. Yeah, yeah. Which and, and what is it? Anna's like, yeah, that, that's right. And then Bates is smiling. And Bates, that's a good line from Bates. Is like, and she's like, why are you smiling, Bates? It's not often that the husband's told he's right. Oh, that's a like, great line. Hell show, yeah. show me a man that doesn't smile when his wife admits she's wrong. Yeah, that's some good Bates moment. That, that's that's nice. <laughs> he just puts his feet up. <laughs> yeah, guy <kinda> just jumps. <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> my leg is working. <laughs> yeah. But what I've been doing off screen is rehabbing my leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kicks, punches. So then Edith, Mary goes to talk to Edith, and Edith's like, Just shut up. He goes, <laughs> It doesn't matter what you have to say to Edith. <laughs> yeah. It's the same old Mary. She wants to have her cake and eat it too. You well, know? no, wants, her, wants to have her cake and hate me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She is so on fire. You can hate me now, but I won't stop now. Does she call her a nasty, scheming bitch? She says a nasty, jealous, scheming bitch. Bitch, God. and then she goes, Hell yeah. And then she goes, I said you're a bitch. <laughs> Did she say that? Oh yeah. Mary's like, what? Yeah. I said you're a bitch. B i t c h. You want me to spell it out what? for you? And then you cut to Edith driving. You know, like she's she's because like, it's like 
you have to stay here. I got a flat in London. What do you got? You know, and like, he says, don't demean yourself by trying to justify your venom. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. You're wrong. Henry's perfect for you, and you're too selfish. And you're too stupid and stuck up to see. Hell yeah. <laughs> to eat it, lay the law down. And Mary is just kind of like put in her place for once, and it's like, good. Mary is, like, you really you make see you, it in her face. Yeah, there's, you turn There's outright great acting in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was riveting drama. And it's such good payoffs in, like, all these seasons building to this. But who's here to, you know, kind of save the day? Branson writes a letter. Yes. Off, and, and off, it, see, <laughs> out of camera. Yeah. So it, this is, again, there's some weird, like, we cut from the, the thing with talking about Pat Moore to Mary and Anna laughing about it. Mm-hmm. it there's uh, Mr. Carson talking about, like, I hope this doesn't blow up. Thank God the Dowager's not here. Yeah. Smash cut to a car pulling up. And I said, <laughs> yeah. if this is the Dowager, I am going to, like, I'm going to cringe. And then the door opens and it's her. And like, oh, come on, Julian. Yeah, yeah. Subtlety, my man. He don't know that, man. He's Julian Fellows. Hey, <laughs> as soon as like you know he was writing the script, he's like, "Look, we we told her she'd get a week off. Get her back. We we, we need Maggie Smith there. Get her on the phone. Get her in here. She got to do one scene. I'll pay her myself." And he just cuts a check right there. Here you go, Maggie. Get 30, in there. Thirty bucks. Hey, go. <laughs> yeah, I only have thirty dollars in the bank account right now. I spent a lot of money in the school. Rock. Okay, it's a heavy investment for me. So she comes up to talk to Mary, and basically she's saying like, "There's there's the quips are minimal." Very minimal. She just breaks down the realness. It's it's truth. It's all truth. Truth bombs on her. She says, I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> just listen to the rhythm of my heart. If we, with a chance we can make it now. <laughs> she says, make you'll, you'll be rocking until the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Violet believes in a thing called love. Mary doesn't yet, though. <laughs> but she's like, uh, you do. Yeah. I'm surprised that she didn't bring up... But I, I was going to say, I'm surprised she didn't bring up uh, Kurgan. But then again, thinking about it, I guess she sort of sends him off because of the controversy. Whereas now she's like, hey, just be with this Talbot dude. Yeah. And so uh, she just kind of comes in and, you know. Sets her right. And then Mary's like, all right, let's do this. And, <laughs> and Talbot. Oh, no, there's also another moment where Mary visits Matthew at the graveyard. A very Which touching scene. Which is a great scene. That's so perfect. Downton scene. Yeah. She's crying at Matthew's stone because she's like, can you It's forget? a nice memorial. Yeah. Is that after she sees Violet or before Violet? I think it's after. That's after because yeah. she's sort of made up her mind about. She wants know. Talbot. But it's just like, can Matthew ever like forgive me for this? Which is so. Sad. And then she sees mm-hmm. Isabel. Yeah. And Isabel's like, this is just this is just part of my day to go see my son's grave. And she's like, well, I really don't come to see my husband's grave very much. So you're yeah. going to have to forgive me. Yeah. And she's like, look, Matthew may not forgive you, but I forgive you. She's like, I don't need to forgive you, but you could. Yeah. Go get we're, we're family. We're family, cuh. <laughs> they bring it in. Uh, salud. Salud. Me familia. And she sees Talbot again. Uh How's Talbot show up again? I can't remember. She telegrams him, and he's like, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, you I'm, told me to come. I'm down, bro. I'm still down. Uh, and she apologizes. And he's like, why do we wait? Let's get this done. I, I got a marriage license last time I saw you. I was going to do it, and, and it's still he, legal. He, she's like, well, don't you need some member of the clergy to do it? And she's like, my uncle's a bishop. And she's like, oh, how good it is to be English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, I'm sure you don't want to go through the whole star of the fair again. She's like, no. And Which I, she's like, Ugh. I kind of don't believe her. I feel like she's the kind who would want to do another wedding twice, like big, do it big. That's Mary. Um, yeah. But they do the wedding. It looks nice anyways. It looks like a big they, they, That big is reveal. a fast wedding. Yeah. They're, I mean, they already have these clothes lined up to do these things. 
And then Branson's like, I'm the best man in both of her weddings. Is he? Who'd have thunk? He says that to Talbot. Is he's he Matthew's best, best, best man? Oh. And he's uh, Hank. Hank Talbot's. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So they're married now. But it's kind of funny how they pivot so hard from her being a horrible person this episode to being like, Mary made her up her mind. She made the right choice. We forgive her. Because there's another moment with Edith. Yeah, Edith walks in. Yeah, the last gong minute. goes. Yeah, yeah, bong. And she's like, you know, I just thought about it. And, you know, Sybil's dead. Yeah. Other people are going to be dead. They won't remember these things. It's just going to be you and I remembering these things, which is kind of morbid. But uh, it's like... So it was like, we still got a road to travel. The thing we still I, got a mountain to climb. The thing I don't like about this is Edith doing all the legwork here this episode to like shut down Mary and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're okay. Now. I don't think she makes it like they're okay. I think she's no. like, we don't get along, but we, yeah. we're we all we got. But it's she doesn't get much. I mean, Mary you know, apologizes, but like it's not. I have a feeling Mary will play some role in getting uh, the Birdman back. Better. What, is she going to set out like the pigeons the to get bird back? call, yeah. Okay. She's going to go to the, call the Duck Dynasty people to get the bird call. All right. <laughs> she's going to get her pigmans to get them back. She, she's got to do some work. Well, yeah. How do you think uh, pigman Charles Blake felt when he heard the news that she got married? Uh, well, is he still in Poland? Yeah. It's just so funny how we spent two seasons with that guy who seemed like he was setting it up to like, you know, have a plan to you know maybe work it out where she's single again, and then he just kind of punted on you know. Yeah, well, Violet did reference the fact that Tony Gilliam was a perfect candidate to be her husband. Yeah, well, he wasn't too perfect though. Yeah, well, didn't well, have the stroke. There goes another one. Mary, Mary's married. Uh, <laughs> Quick too. Yeah. This was probably the most detailed wedding we've had in Downton Abbey, and it was like four minutes, if that. Yeah, it's good. Good moving. Good. Yeah, getting, getting it done, and she just gets over herself. She's like, you know what? It's not ain't about the money. It's about like this guy's handsome. Because she even says this episode, you know, if he was like the Marquis or whatever, people, women would be falling over themselves to beat Mary him. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Mary. No. They duh. put Mary in her place. Mary gets like humbled a lot. Necessary. It was necessary. And uh, the after the wedding, there's just a scene where uh, Robert's like waiting and he's, he's like, of all my children, Edith has given me the most surprises. Yeah. 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 And then the episode closes on... But then what's they say about the surprises? Like, they're boring surprises. No, some yeah, some of them. Yeah, yeah. And then the, end, the episode ends with Sibby and Marigold running around Sybil's grave. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a weird way to like leave it until the Christmas special. That reminded me of uh, the turn of the screw. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. We're going to see like some transparent, some forced ghost Sybil there or something like that. Yeah. So, Dave, was this a good episode? This is a great episode. This is an amazing episode. I would venture as far to say... This may be one of the best episodes of the show ever. Honestly, it has everything in the it. The drama is high peak. drama. Yeah, there's good. Uh, all the dumb characters get moments, like mm-hmm. Mosley and Spratt. Yeah, it's uh, just, it's even just, even like Daisy gets a moment. A lot of payoffs. A lot Willis. of payoffs. Yeah, everyone you want to see. No danker. There's some and, Rosamond Robert like. Oh yeah, sniping at each other. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun. And, like, Aren't you over being sick? Get out of my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you still doing here, <laughs> sis? Um, on IMDb, this has a 9.1. The only other episode to have a 9.1 is the Christmas special from season, season two. two. And then the only episode with a higher ranking is the series finale. So we'll see if it tops this. Because this episode I really loved. I thought it was, this is why we watched Down Abbey. I will, I will say that it is legitimately probably the most beautiful day of the summer in our neck of the woods right now, today. Yeah. And I have been very busy. I decided to go see Hobbs and Shaw. Instead of watch Downton Abbey, yeah. So I, I had to watch it this morning, and I kept like looking out the window and like seeing the clouds pass, and I was like, like I work. could be outside right now, like really enjoying this day. And then 
I'd like go back to the screen and it is a it is a gorgeous episode. And visually I feel like this yeah. episode is next level. It's yeah. Maybe they got new cameras or something like that or Yeah. The costume design is fun. Mary looks like a Carmen San Diego in the beginning of the episode. She does. Yeah. And Branson's got a hat that's like a little floppy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like Dick Tracy. Yeah, I love it. Uh this episode, yeah. One of one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost feels like though, yeah, you're doing work where it's like a nice day outside, but it's like I'm in here watching this hour long plus episode. Did not feel like an hour to me. I know oh, it, did. it felt like an hour to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any quotes we didn't go over? Yes. Uh, what does Rosman tell Edith to make a clean breast of it? What the hell does that mean? I think with the Dowager, right? Is may, that what may, it is? Is like a saying, make a clean breast of it? Like, I don't what, know. What are you, you doing? Okay. All right. Uh, they say <laughs> Matthew says Matthew. Jesus, oh boy. Uh, Tom Branson says to Mary, we'll all bow and curtsy to Edith. Won't you enjoy that, Mary? And she just goes, hardly. <laughs> and the man you want to trick into marriage? <laughs> Bertie? Robert calls, uh, he calls uh, Bertie a genuine copper bottom Marcus. Yeah. Marquis, Marquis, is that what it is? Marquis, yeah. And, oh, and Robert, Robert says, isn't it surprising that Edith winds up with somebody like that? She couldn't make her dolls do what she wanted. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh... What's the thing with she looks Mr. Squeers looks like Miss Florence Nightingale? What was that? I don't know what that was <laughs> reference to. There's a she Branson and in one of the like 18 scenes of Branson and Mary going at it about uh, Talbot. Yeah. Mary says, I find him very attractive. I like him a lot. And then Branson just goes, oh, I find him very attractive. I like him a lot. What a load of baloney. <laughs> we also get like the second time we're in that uh, agent's office. Mm-hmm. It's, I like that set piece. They don't Wait, use it enough. Whose agent's office? Bertie's? Or? No, uh, Branson and Mary's office. Oh, yeah. The office is nice. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, Robert says, where... Uh, or somebody says, where are Branson and Mary? And Robert goes, they're yeah. off agenting somewhere. Yeah. I wish that this was like a thing, though, in real life, a drama where you had, you had two friends. Uh, maybe it happens to our listeners, but where you can just be like, you dummy, just date her. What is wrong with you, you idiot? Just date her. Just berate your friend into dating this person he doesn't want to date or she doesn't want to date. Just like, you dummy. It's like, look, just because you're diff- in the different socioeconomic place. <laughs> yeah. Just because your friend over there is a lord. She's hot. You're hot. Date him. Yeah. Date. <laughs> Talbot says to Mary, if you're trying to get rid of me, I'm going to make this as hard and horrible as I can. I've used that line on a woman before. It did not work well for me. <laughs> I was gonna say, they, they're like, no, they, they don't want you. That, that's def- the way it goes. They definitely approach uh, Talbot being a little too pushy in this episode. Yeah, it doesn't work. That line, I'm trying to, it doesn't work. But he, uh, he, he sort knows. of reels it back and he gets married to her, so he yeah. kind of wins. But he knows. It's sort of like Han Solo. In retrospect, you're like, this guy's got to stop pushing. Yeah, he did have to stop pushing. So it worked. I mean, I guess he felt like he only has one shot and you know he was, he was going to take it, but... Yeah, it worked out eventually, but yeah, he was a little pushy, I thought. I, I agree with that. The Mary three times is like, dude, if she doesn't come after the second one, you don't have to do it a third time. <laughs> Mary! 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 <laughs> Theodore! Simon! Mary! <laughs> <laughs> just get Jason Lee to come in and deliver his iconic chipmunks line. A genuine copper-bottomed Marquis. Yeah. What else do we got? He's not an orangutan. Uh, that's what Mary says about... Um, oh, about Talbot? Yeah. Uh, uh, Branson says that it, he, he doesn't want Mary to look like a grubby little gold digger. Mm-hmm. Get off your high horse. And there's thing. the moment where, excuse me, there's a moment where Birdie tells Robert that he's going to be flying to Dan, Tangiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert's like, oh, we'll all be flying hither and thither very soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh, I love Robert saying, because uh, Violet came in and just leaves, and Robert's like, goes without seeing us and goes without telling us. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she doesn't want to see Cora. Dummy. 
Um, plenty of, oh, what is it? Uh, Carson tells uh, Mosley, plenty of little boys want to be famous cricketers. It's not enough to make them champions because <laughs> Mosley wants his job. Uh, yeah. So I think that's the, the broad swaths of the quotes, I think, right? Hughes says to uh, Carson when Carson's being a uh, curmudgeon, she says, you're my curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. And she gives him a kiss, which we don't really see very much. Yeah. Some PDA on that. Oh, I'd love uh, Mary saying, I ruin, ruin Edith's life and Barrow tried to end his. <laughs> yeah, like that. that's like it all comes back to her. Yeah. Uh, Isabel says to Lord Merton, the ball is in Larry's court. Only he can play it. We'll see. Yeah. Well, let's get to the power rankings. Indeed. I just want, I, before we even get to the power rankings, I want to yeah. say three characters that had very active episodes are a wash. And I want to establish that before we get into there. Because I don't want to make it clear, make it like I am neglecting these characters. Okay. So, Mr. Mosley, terrible first day, good second day, Fair. even. Patmore freaks out about this adulterer in her mm-hmm. Airbnb. Yeah. Her proper B&B. Yeah. Her ground B&B. Wash. Yep. Mary, terrible, 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 75% of the episode. Marriage. Wash. Mm-hmm. She doesn't rank. Okay. All right, man. I'm just making that clear. I I acknowledge these characters have important plots. All right. This is a busy episode. Let's get to it then. Who's on the bottom for you? Thomas. He tried to kill himself. Number three is Tom? Yeah, he tried to kill himself, dude. Okay. (laughs) Who's number three for you? Carson. Well, he's number two for me. Carson has a worse week than a guy who tries to kill himself? Yeah. You know, he's really like uh, awful this episode, you know, with... um, He's just, he just has poor judgment. He's not very. He doesn't have any foresight. Yeah, the way he's like judging Pat more and wanting to keep the family out of that doesn't, pushes Thomas to kill himself and everything. <laughs> pushes him to kill himself. <laughs> do, it, do it. Come on. Here's the uh, blades. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Barrow, I have left several razor blades. Uh, they are infected, so please. Do <laughs> everyone what you, what you <laughs> wish. convenience. Yes. Well, who's oh, number two for all you? All right, Mr. Carson. <laughs> I'll go kill myself. <laughs> Nice one, Dave. Nice one. Uh, uh, Edith is number two. Okay. Well, Edith is number one for me. Okay. She she's had a proposal on the table with a Marquis, and she, it all it got, got blown up. All got flushed away. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So my number one is the guy who tried to kill himself, Thomas. It doesn't get any worse than that. He would have. He, he he lived. He kept his job. But for what? For how? Like he kept his job because he slit his wrists. Yeah. And Andy found him. I'm just, I'm just glad he had his pants on in the tub, you know? But they say that we're going to have to undress him. <laughs> All right. And do you think he'll mind if he undress him? And then what is it? Pat Morris or Hughes makes a comment like, I don't think he has much of a say. She makes some reference to something about like if we throw a coconut at him or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, Thomas survived. He's a yep. survivor. Yep. So there's that. Dave, who's up? Branson's number three, because even though I hate how repetitive his plot mm-hmm. is, he gets the job done. Sure. Yeah. Well, number three, I have Pat Moore. Okay, you think that the redemp that it outweighs? I would go. Well, that. I guess Willis. She has that moment. With she has Willis. a little, nice moment with Willis. Well, it's just him being there, I guess. But also, the B and B is in good standing now. I'd go there. I'd want to shake it. Okay, taste the breakfast. I guess if yeah. you were to say it, and she has some good lines. If you were to take episode, the moment from the ending, yeah, then it's a totally different ranking. But yeah. I think if we're viewing this, this, and I'll say this before I get anywhere, uh, if the movie can juggle. The arcs, mm-hmm. the way this episode juggles arcs, It'll it's going to be, gonna be excellent. Yeah, 
But she was on fire with some lines this episode. Pat Moore is just so enjoyable. Oh, I really, she, she gets hot. Yeah. She screams. Yeah. At her niece. Or Dave, you sent me a picture of her with her eyes glowing red in this episode. Oh, that's, that's when yeah. I had a pause. Yeah, yeah. She's hot. So who's number two? I have Robert and Cora because they really? do a lot of good in this episode, trying their best. Really? They give... Yeah, like I said, all the major characters, it's a watch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they there. they go and they redeem Pat Moore. They're the ones that do that. That's true. their decision to make. That's true. Uh, Robert is <laughs> the one. He reminds Carson, which is so good. It's like, yeah, Carson, I am going to do this. He's like, yeah, as regard and regarding Barrow, mm-hmm. Robert is like, I was thinking the same thing about keeping him on. Yeah, it's just like I guess it's a wash on a lot of. He characters. just misses out on getting an extra scone, I guess. So or, who, yeah, <laughs> but they say like scum. Scum. Yeah, yeah. Number two is Branson for me, man. He. He lays he's a lot fa- down. The facilitator? Yeah, he's like, Mary, get your acting together. You know, come on. Come on. He is so good at just being like, you are stupid. You are stupid because you you're lie. Stupid. Yeah, I know it. Get off your high horse. Okay, I've ridden a high horse. I know how high they can be. Get off yours. Mm-hmm. Good old Branson. Good Branson. Love it. Love his suits in this episode. Very nice pleated. Love it. Yeah, he, he does a good job of making himself not look like one of them. Yeah. But then he looked good in the, the groomsman suit, too. Yeah. Nice little like baby blue in there. Nice little touch. Number one, Dave. Talbot. Well, I got I got a tie, Mary and Talbot. Talbot is the winner of that. I don't think it's a wash for Mary. As much as you say she's a terrible person, she flexed on Edith and ruined a freaking proposal, bro. That's not good though. (laughs) No, it's not good, but she That's a bad flex. She did it though. She did it. Weird flex, but okay. She (laughs) did it. Uh, so Mary and Talbot, they got the deal done. I think Talbot was the one saying, like, Mary. 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 <laughs> you have a debut. Uh, so yeah, kudos to them getting married. And, and Talbot, he doesn't want. They always talk about how Mary doesn't want to date below her. Yeah, Talbot just did. Oh, he leveled up. up huge. He dude. just evolved. He's yeah, a, he's a uh, Talbot Melian. Oh, his next car is going to have like NOS on it, man. <laughs> it's going to be a really nice car. <laughs> he's in the Fast Family uh, for sure, dude. La Familia for, for sure. And he is. Uh, he's a good actor. He is yeah. definitely a film actor and not a television They're actor. They're getting their money's worth for paying Matthew Good to show up here. They said, like, okay, so we have, like, so we spent, like, 85% of our guest budget on Matthew Good. Yeah. We got to use this 15 on somebody. And they said, yeah. Ooh, Willis is like. <laughs> well, here's here's a less than a percent to Sprat, because you won't have any lines of dialogue this episode. No, he, just, no he has. A, he goes, and he's like, hello. Well, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, all yeah. he needs. Yeah. So there, there you go with him. But man, we are closing in on the finish line, the finale. The this is the penultimate penultimate episode. Next week is or next episode. I keep saying next week, but I'm not sure if we'll be here. But yeah, we're one gonna, episode left. This feels strange. I know, right? But it feels good. Strange. It feels like there's so much drama left on the table to resolve. Like I feel like this keep going forever. Well, thankfully, we technically have two episodes left That's because true. one of them is coming out in the big screen. That is true. Uh, well, we'll see. And oh, by the way, I got I keep getting emails now about the Down Abbey exhibit. The exhibit actually has costumes from the movie. So if you're in, what, what difference is that? I don't know. Maybe you know. There's just like, I don't know. Maybe there's spoilers. Who knows? Uh, it's a suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, get excited for the movie. Keep watching those trailers. We're getting closer. We're almost there. Yeah. If you if have, you have any, here, I'll throw out the gauntlet to our fans. And lately, it. I feel like a couple of fans have been very vocal, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, somebody, Road to Downton, who I plugged last time, mm-hmm. complimented us for doing impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have any like supplemental, not supplemental necessarily, if there's something that you want us to touch base on again, 
we'll do it. Not, I'm not saying we'll guarantee we'll do it, but like if there's an episode that you think maybe we handled a little early, maybe there's some episodes that hindsight would be fun going into them now that we're retread, f- yeah, fresh off the series. Maybe do a live watch or something, so you guys could pre- press play and watch the whole episode with us. Yeah, any. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't want to take a long break from Downton Abbey after the movie. Yeah, but you know. We got listeners, baby. And this movie's getting us all the traction in the world. So let's keep the it going. The number one podcast. On Down Abbey. If you Google, or if you iTunes, Downton Abbey podcast, we're like number one once you get past PBS <laughs> and interview Those podcast. ones that were run years ago that are old and everything. And we're yeah, fresh. I found out there was another episode to episode Downton Abbey podcast called Downton Gabby that aired during Downton. Well, it was actually on, but they only did like the last three seasons or so. I haven't listened to it. All right. Well, maybe I sh- maybe we should uh, hit him up. I got a lot of podcasts, man. Yeah, like, I got yeah. I got a lot of podcasts too. Yeah. Anyways, though, speaking of a, a thanks lot for of making po- the time for our podcast. Yeah, thank you. And if you want to support us financially, you can feel free to do that on the Patreon. If you have a couple extra bucks a month you want to throw yeah. away, God knows we only have like one month left. And if you can't afford that, well, you can also leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. So there's that. that. Like this podcast is evergreen. Yes. Like there if you're listening to this when it comes out in 2019, August, cool. But yeah. this if you're a Downton fan, we want a Downton fan in 2022 yeah. to be able to say, "Oh, I need like I don't have any friends that are have watched this show. We're your friends. Oh, here we're your friends. Yeah. We are your friends." Yeah. So, to that end, you can still follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Send us an email if you want. Gmail. com. And we'll see you next time here. Yeah. We may take next week. You know, we got to stretch until the movie. Well, but it's not even just that. We need. I need a break. <laughs> it's been. A, it's been. A, it's been a, well, I mean, it's not even just that, man. Like you know, you think of, I've been here in Connecticut for one reason or another, and we had the Puerto Rico trip and stuff. And then it's been a lot, man. Yeah. I I I was getting within reason my trips to uh, out of New York within reason to staying in New York. Now it's out of proportion. So well, we'll see. You heard him. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Until we meet again. Later.